Welcome back to the Just Be Your Bad Self podcast. As you can tell, it is early in the morning for me. I've got my morning voice on and we're going to try doing some video recordings and see how this goes. Today, I am nervous about recording this episode because I'm going to talk about shame and specifically I'm going to talk about my own shame. I woke up this morning, honestly like 20 minutes ago, and I just, I woke up in a shame spiral. And one of the techniques that I've been taught from a life coach that I love is to write morning pages. So as soon as I wake up, I just write things out. And this is what I wrote today. I'm going to read it to you in my handy dandy notebook. I feel sad and not enough this morning. I feel shame about not being farther along in my coaching program. I feel shame about not spending more time with my family. I feel shame about not being the expert. I feel shame about acting like I am the expert. I feel shame around not wanting to cook and clean for my family. I feel shame around loving my solitude. I feel shame around spending money on the Germany trip that I just got back from. I feel shame around not being able to function like a normal person because of my ADHD. Feeling lazy, unmotivated, flaky, even dumb sometimes. I feel shame around not making more money than I do. I feel shame around charging money. Everywhere I turn today, there is shame, shame, shame. How do I rise above it? And then I kind of got stuck. <laughs> and I remembered that we are lucky in this day and age to have a resident shame expert, Brene Brown. And I looked up Brene Brown, what to do in a shame spiral. And I already forgot exactly what the steps are, so I'm going to pull it up again. Oh, goodness, Kimber. Lots of tabs open today. Google. Okay. Brene Brown, how to handle shame spiral. Here it is. If you're caught in a shame spiral, there are three things you can start doing to break the cycle. Talking to yourself like you talk to someone you love, reaching out to someone you trust, and telling your story. And I thought, no oh, shit, I gotta do a podcast episode about this. Because for me, this podcast has really served as all three of those things. It's allowed me to talk to myself out loud in a loving way, because I know people are going to be listening in on this. It's allowed me to reach out to people I trust, which is you, I love my listeners. I have the coolest group of people that listen to this podcast and I feel so loved. And three, share my story, which is what a podcast, or at least this podcast is all about for me. So the reason I said, oh shit, I need to do a podcast about this is because the last few months I ended the last season and I was exhausted. And in some ways this podcast had started feeling like a chore, which is funny because the reason it was feeling like a chore is because I had so many episodes. Recording these episodes is the easy part. Finding people to interview is the easy part for me, but they stacked up so fast and I felt overwhelmed by the editing and the producing and the adding the intros and the outros and making sure the sound sounded good that it just started to feel overwhelming. And so I closed last season up thinking I'll, I'll start back up again soon. And I just haven't, I've missed it, but I haven't felt motivated. And I think it's because in a big way, I've fallen back into my perfectionism. 
And I've been podcasting for a year now. In my head, I think, okay, well, now I should have it figured out. <laughs> now people are expecting something of me now. My sound quality needs to always be good. I need to always have, I need to have like this nice intro and I, sh I need to have my shit together on this. I need to have it figured out. And the truth is, I, I don't. Sometimes it sounds like I do, but when I do have it figured out, it takes me hours of time on the back end of this that I don't, I don't want to spend. And then on top of that, I, I've started a, I've started working with a marketing coach who's helping me put together a, a coaching program of my own and, and market that. And she has really wanted me to get back to my podcast, but from the get go, she, it's two coaches actually, and they've really pushed me to change my podcast name to Forever Good Enough. Anybody that follows me on Instagram saw my battle with that and got to vote because the truth is I hate that name because it's not what this podcast is really about. Do we talk about enoughness? Yes. Do I believe that everyone is, I don't even like saying Forever Good Enough. We're not going, this podcast is about being your bad self and loving yourself through it. And anyways, working with these marketing coaches has been tricky because when you get, when you want to offer something to people, when you feel like you have a service that you want to offer to people, it doesn't feel, speaking of not enough, it, it often doesn't feel enough to just say, Hey, I'm offering this service and to believe that people will come and, and partake in that. And so marketing is all about positioning you as the expert and finding your, your, what do they call it? Like your avatar or your ideal client, and then speaking their language so that they realize you have what they want and you're the expert that can help them bridge the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And so I've been immersed in this world of like, having two people, having a team of people actually, because I have copywriters and someone building a website for me and a whole team of people trying to position me as this expert. When I know at my core, I don't have anything figured out. And I honestly don't believe anybody does, but I, I've really, I've really struggled with this whole positioning aspect of marketing. And so every time my coaches have pushed me to start podcasting again, I hate it because I feel like, well, now I got to get on my podcast and tell everybody, all right, well, I've been doing this for a year and now I have everything figured out. And now I'm the expert and now, now I can coach you through it too. Now I can help you get to your dream life and, you know, figure I'll have, we can help you figure your whole life out too. And you can be the person you've always wanted to be because I did it. I took a year and I figured it out and now I'm the expert. And it, I think it's just felt really icky to me. And I haven't wanted to get on this podcast to do that because that's not, this whole podcast is about me not having it figured out. <laughs> and it would be disingenuous of me to hop on here and say, well, all right, guys, figured it out. Now I can coach you, pay me your money, and I will help you figure it out too. And so that's another reason that I have just, I've not been on here. And so this morning, yeah, it was just this huge jolt of clarity. Like, Kimber, this is your, this is your podcast episode. You need to share the shame. And all of that being said, I have grown a ton this year. I have learned so much and I have, I have grown so much, but that doesn't mean I have it all figured out. It doesn't mean I ha I don't have hard days. Yeah. 
it, it doesn't make me the expert in anybody else's life. <laughs> I I think part of the reason this podcast episode feels easier today is because I mentioned in my little shame journaling that I I've just recently returned from a trip to to Germany and both on the way there and on the way back I watched the documentary Stutz which was recommended to me by a friend and Stutz if you haven't heard of it which I hadn't until this friend mentioned it it's on Netflix it is the actor Jonah Hill interviewing his therapist in in a documentary and I loved this documentary because it's these two professional people Jonah Hill who I'm sure has millions and his therapist who is good enough that this well-known actor it wants to make a documentary about him and his methods and it is one of the most vulnerable I don't know what to call it a movie documentary it's just one of the most vulnerable things I've ever witnessed and to see two professionals be that vulnerable and be that open with their shadows and their weaknesses and the fact that they don't have it figured out was really inspiring and it was really validating because I do feel a lot of shame that I don't have it figured out that I'm not the expert and so it was really validating to see that even the experts aren't the experts no one has it all figured out it's just a matter of who pretends they do and who's honest with the fact that they don't. And despite a lot of pressure I've been getting to pretend like I do have it all figured out, I'm going to err on the side of being honest that I don't. And although I hope I grow and become a better human, I won't ever have it all figured out. And it feels good to be able to be honest about that. Another experience I had, this is a scary share too, but in the last few months, I decided to go on a plant medicine journey and a lot of thought went into that. <laughs> um, it was something I really felt like I wanted to try. And I feel safe being open about that on this podcast because a lot of what I've done on this podcast is deconstruct my previous held ideas and ideals and really challenge my beliefs about things. And so for me, this was doing something that in a previous time of my life, I would have been shocked and horrified. Like I wouldn't have even believed that I would ever do something like this because it's like drugs, right? It's like hardcore psychedelic drugs. <laughs> but I've done a lot of research, watched How to Change Your Mind on Netflix, have talked to a lot of other people that have done this, and it just felt like it felt like a good a good thing that has gotten a bad reputation. In fact, I've read that it won't be long until psilocybin is legalized in the United States, at least in some parts of the country, because it helps so much with depression and other mental illnesses and trauma. And so a big part of the reason I, I decided to go for it is because I, I wanted to see if it could help me with my depression. I've been on antidepressants for a few months now, and, and spoiler, it has. It definitely has, but that's not really what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the journey that I went on because I think it's really, really relevant to this podcast episode. Oh my goodness. You guys, this is the problem with waiting so long to do a podcast episode. I have so many things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> like, I want to start into this whole psilocybin journey, and then I realize, oh wait, 
there's like two other big deal things that happened before this. That's a big part of what happened on my journey. So maybe I'll do this in two parts. We'll see how long this goes. All right, rewind, rewind. We're going to go back to... Um, I have two stories. I'm trying to decide if I need to tell both or if I can tell one in a later installment. All right, I think I only need to tell one of these stories here, and you'll hear another one, one of these in the later episode. So if you listen to like the past couple of episodes, I think I may have advertised the fact that I was doing a tap into your magic retreat in October. And at this retreat, I had invited like an intuitive energy healer to come who does, what do they call it? Like past life regressions and other energy healings, because I thought it sounded fun and something that would just be fun to try. And so I did a session with her and she, the way she does it is she like kind of has, it's, you, you kind of go into this hypnotic state. And when you're in this hypnotic state, she has you visualize that you kind of rise above your body, above the house, above the earth. And then you wait to feel pulled toward something. And, and you're talking her through what you see and what you feel as you go through this experience. And, and then you get pulled to different places. And I got pulled to four different places. And I think the first two are kind of a reflection of, or, or a preview of what was to come. So the first place I got pulled was the desert. I, I think in Africa, I'm not really sure. And, and for the record, I don't feel like I experienced a past life. I feel like I experienced a subconscious metaphor that had a lot of wisdom for me. Anyways, that's a side note. So the first place I felt pulled was this desert. And I was just surrounded by this orange sand, sand dunes. I don't maybe I was in southern Utah. Sand dunes and nothing else, like just a hot sun. And I had bare feet she asked me how I felt and I said, I, I just feel very here. I feel very grounded. Like I belong here. I don't feel this need to be anywhere else, which is interesting because that's not a feeling I feel very often, especially in the desert, which is where I live. And just this overwhelming sense of belonging, nowhere else to be, nowhere else to go. And that was pretty much it <laughs> for that place. And then I popped back up above the earth. And the next place I felt pulled to was this Iceland, not Iceland necessarily, but this, this just land of ice. I don't know where I was, but I was surrounded by icebergs and snow and blue and white and not a lot of color. And I felt cold. I felt isolated. I felt alone. I felt scared. And that was pretty much it for that vision. I popped back up felt pulled to this time a rainforest. And I remember at this point in the journey, I was like, is this like, am I just making things up because she had me pop above the earth and it's like, feel where you feel pulled. And my brain's just coming up with like, well, what kind of landscapes are there? You can go to a desert. You can go to like icebergs. You can go to a rainforest, <laughs> but it all ended up coming together. And I feel like I learned a lot from it. So, so the next place I felt pulled was this rainforest. And a little more happened in this one. I, I was running, I was a little girl and I was running along this riverbank. I was about 15, I guess. Running along this riverbank, I could see the parrots and the monkeys and hear them and the green lush, lush forests and, and the sound of the water and the feeling of this earth beneath my feet. And 
And she asked, you know, how does that feel? And again, I just felt this overwhelming sense of, I belong here. Like I'm part of all of this. I'm not separate from it. I'm, I'm part of all of it. And I, I just felt this pure joy and presence. And again, just like the desert, no, no need to be anywhere else or become anything else than what I already was. And because I, there was nothing greater I could be than be part of this beautiful landscape and, and earth and, and ecosystem and how wonderful that was. And she asked me if I was doing anything. And I was a little embarrassed because I knew I was supposed to be experiencing like some kind of past life. <laughs> and this to me made it like, well, this can't be reality because what I was doing in this vision was chasing this. I was following this pink trail of fairy dust. And I knew I was like on a treasure hunt for this fairy that I was following the path of this fairy dust. But it was significant to me that in this vision or hypnotic state, I didn't feel like I had any expectations to find this fairy or whatever it was that I was looking for at the end of this trail, that it was more about just the joy of following the trail and, and looking and being part of it all that there wasn't really an end goal that I felt like I needed to to reach. I was just enjoying following the trail. And then I got pulled out again, no pun intended. I popped back up over the earth and the next place and the and the final place that I felt pulled to was it didn't even feel like it was on this plane of existence. It kind of felt like a dream land. And it was all gray. Everything was gray and, and white and there was no color. And I saw this crowd of people in business suits holding briefcases, just hustling to just hustling. Like they were all power walking. They looked like they knew where they were going, looking at their watches and walking a little faster. And they all looked so purposeful. And in this vision, I was Again, a little girl, younger this time, I think I was probably about six or seven. And I had, from my vantage point, I could see as this little girl, I could see all these people, all these businessmen and in their suits with their briefcases, just hustling and, and with so much purpose. And I, I felt like, okay, what am I missing here? What am I supposed to be doing here? Like they obviously all have a purpose and know where they're going and know when they're supposed to get there. And they've got something figured out that I don't have figured out. So someone needs to tell me, like, I want someone to explain to me where, where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to dress because I, I don't fit in here and I'm alone and I feel isolated again, like that ice land I experienced earlier. I felt scared. I felt alone. I felt isolated. I felt confused and I felt invisible. None of these business people walking around even acknowledged that I existed. It was like they couldn't see me and I wanted, I wanted to exist and I, and I wanted to be doing the thing that I was supposed to be doing that apparently everybody else had figured out. And then this little boy popped his head out from behind one of these people and reached out his hand for me and I felt this huge sense of relief like oh good like someone else is here who can first of all see me and second of all hopefully explain to me what it is that I am supposed to be doing and make this whole land make sense to me because obviously there's a way to do things here.
and I don't know what it is. And he grabbed my hand and he just started chattering to me. And I couldn't understand anything he was saying. And I just kept waiting for him to, t to explain to me what was going on and what I was supposed to be doing. But he just kept like happily chattering away. And he led me to this big water fountain, like, like a park water fountain, not the kind you drink out of, the kind you throw pennies in. And we sat on the edge of the water fountain and he smiled at me and chatted a little more. And now looking back, I think maybe he could tell that I couldn't understand anything he was saying. So he stopped talking. He pulled out this apple from his pocket and it was red, which really stood out in this land of no color. And he held it out to me and I took it and I took a bite and it was like that apple became my whole world. It was like fireworks going off in my mouth and I could just taste it and hear the crunch of it and the smell. The The girl who was doing my session was asking me what's happening or I can't even remember, but I do remember saying, I don't know. All, all I can experience right now, all I can think about right now is this apple. And that was it. That was the whole vision. And I had some, I had some thoughts about what it was about. Not that, and none of them are wrong, but this journey that I went on later really, I feel like expounded upon that, that vision I had. So fast forward again. Now it's November. I'm partaking in this plant medicine ceremony and yeah, I'm not going to go into depth on the, on the journey I went on right now, except to say that one of the big themes of this journey was that I, I feel like I was told you are the child. I think my whole life I've had this desire to be the grown up, to be the expert, to have it figured out, to prove myself, to prove that I can, like my past life regression vision, to figure out what it is I'm supposed to do and do it so that I can be a grown up, so I can fit in with the grown ups. And this journey was all about no, that's not what you're here for. You are the child. And that is the gift that you have to give to the world is the wisdom of a child, the wisdom of the beginner's mind. And just like in the fable of the emperor's new clothes, sometimes children can see things or at least acknowledge things that grown-ups won't because grown-ups are too busy trying to prove that they're grown-ups and that they see the world like a grown-up and that they are whatever, and they'll say whatever it takes to make people think that they've got it figured out. And it's only when you can really step into this beginner's mind and this childlike wisdom that you can acknowledge what's really going on. And hearkening back to that first vision, I think that's, that's what that vision was all about. I had this vantage point of a child where I could see all these grown-ups that looked like they knew what they were doing. They had so much purpose and they were walking so quickly, but I could see that they actually weren't going anywhere. They didn't look happy. And while they looked like they had a purpose, everything they were doing was, they weren't, they weren't going anywhere. They were just walking purposefully to nowhere in a hurry, being miserable. And I think when I went to that fountain and, and bit into that apple, that that was representative of of that rainforest of that feeling of belonging of that feeling of 
enoughness and and the joy of just being part of everything around us and being present and i think that's the wisdom of a child that so many of us lose as an adult and i think that that is where i need to lean into and because i keep paying money to grown-ups who tell me they have it all figured out and here's what i need to do so that i can also have it all figured out i felt a lot of pressure to ignore that beginner's mind ignore that that wisdom that i feel like i actually have so that i can prove that i have things figured out so that i can prove that i'm worth something so that i can prove that i belong when the key is i think we only feel like we really belong and feel that joy and feel that presence when we stop searching for it and realize that it's it's here all along like our worth is inherent in the fact that we exist and we're part of this whole beautiful everything and we really don't have anything to prove and on these two really it was kind of two shamanic like journeys one through hypnosis one through plant medicine everything felt so clear to me it's hard to stay in that mind space there's so much pressure there's so much pressure to be that expert and to have it figured out and to know exactly who you are and what your purpose is and to do all the things and to have all the money and even though i feel like i have a lot of clarity about what the really important things in life are that doesn't mean it's easy to stay in that space and it doesn't make me immune to the pressures of of wanting to prove myself it's going to be a journey for me so all of that being said and i have so many more stories to share and now that i've just spilled the beans that i don't have my life totally figured out i think i can keep going with this podcast and keep sharing the things that make me feel vulnerable and keep sharing the things that i'm learning so i i do have this service that I want to offer people, but not as the expert that has everything all figured out. I do feel like I have walked some paths and I do feel like I, I can help guide some people along some paths, but I'm not at the end of my journey and I'm still journeying just like everybody else. I've been working with this marketing coach, putting together this program called Break Free and Be You. And I've positioned myself as the one who's been through it and got to the other side. And I have all the tools and all of the whatever to get you here too. And although I, I do have tools and I do have some wisdom about some things, it feels very disingenuous to me to act like I am the expert in someone else's life or that I'm not on my own journey. And so rather than creating a coaching program where I coach you from, from this point to this point and you achieve this certain results, which is what everyone wants me to do, I've decided to create a space, which is something I know I'm very good at. And I'm calling this space the void because to me, the void is a place where there is nothing and no one, nothing to be, nothing to prove, no one to please, just this blank slate where you get to explore and create unearth shadows and leave behind thoughts and habits that you don't want to carry anymore. 
I feel like this space is where all of this can happen. And I'm going to be in this space as well, doing my own work and my own journeying. But I also want to hold this space for other people where you can come and where there's no rush, nothing to prove. Just come and explore. It's going to be an online community. I am going to do some one-on-one work with people. I feel very aligned with this space that I'm creating and this community that I want to create where we can be beginners together, where we don't have to have it all figured out, where we can rest, where we can explore, where we can learn to love ourselves and to feel that sense of enoughness. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, the easiest way to find out more is to message me either on Instagram or my email. I have a new email address and a new website, all of the things. My email address is now Kimber at KimberDutton.com. And my Instagram handle is now that Kimber girl. And if you listened to the last podcast episode, you know why that is now my new Instagram handle. So find me on Instagram at that Kimber girl shoot me an email at kimber at kimberdutton.com. You can go check out my new website, which is kimberdutton.com. It is, f- it is full of both the authentic me and, and the me trying to please my marketing coach. <laughs> so there will be a, a lot of that will stay there, but I'm also going to be tweaking it to feel more in alignment with, with me and how I want to present myself to the world. But I, I am kind of proud of that website. So you can go check that out if you want. And I'm relieved to be back with you. I'm excited. I'm excited to start this podcast again. I've really missed it. And, you know, I'm thankful I went through that shame cycle today. Because if that didn't happen, I don't think I would have recorded this podcast episode. So thank you, shame. And I'm feeling a lot better. So thank you for listening to to my story. Thank you for being those people that I that I trust, that I can share my shame and my vulnerability with. It means everything. It means everything. And yeah, I'm going to keep this episode simple so that I don't keep it to myself. I don't know yet if I'm going to add intro music or outro music. So with that being said, I hope you could remember that you are enough right now in this moment. Take care.